Hey everybody and welcome to podcast 66 where I do a lot of philosophizing. It's been a while since I've done that. Not counting last week where I did a little bit. Hopefully people enjoy it. On with the show. Last podcast, I talked about how it's important to have a group role set up for everyone in the group, and how it's important for you to fulfill that role properly, I guess you could say. It wasn't two days after I did that recording, when a pretty good example of why that is important came up in a group, and it's probably something I should have talked about. I should have probably talked about the why of my thoughts last time, but since it is a pretty philosophical topic, it's probably more personal to each individual. And the reasons behind why they choose to play a particular role is probably more individualized than not. But I will give you my thoughts on why this guy was screwing up and how that might have affected people. And that might give you some ideas. When I joined the dungeon call, I responded to a tell for a tank or DPS. I'm like, I can do either one. Just let me know, you know, which I'm doing when I get to the group so that I know which spec to flip into and what equipment to use. And when I got in, I assumed that I was the tank. I got my tanking abilities loaded and put on my tanking gear, and so I was ready to go as tank. I got the notice that somebody entered the dungeon, and so, you know, we're zoning into the dungeon. And before I'd even gotten there, before even a third of the party was there, when I came in, somebody was fighting a group of what they called trash monsters. And he was just going crazy. He was basically lone wolfing it, and it's like, the healer was in, so he was lucky for that. And it was just a group of... You know, basically trash monsters, so I wasn't too worried about it. I figured, well, maybe this guy wants a little bit more experience, or maybe he thinks they'll drop some special loot or something. So, you know, I wasn't too worried about it. Maybe he was even just killing a little time while other people zoned in. Who knew? But I decided to hold back and wait and see what happened, because he did go running off down the path without any other members of the group. So outside of specific roles, he was acting as a lone wolf. He wasn't waiting for other people. He wasn't being sure people were ready. He was just running on and doing his own thing and not caring about anyone else. When we got to the first boss, I held back and waited for somebody to catch up because there was somebody behind. And again, he went running straight to the boss. He didn't wait for anyone else. He didn't ask if they were ready. Just went up to the boss, started fighting. I said, so am I the tank or not? Because in any MMOG, if you start fighting a boss and the tank does not already have threat established, you're going to pull threat off of him or keep him from gaining threat. Especially if you're talking about times where a tank generates threat by doing melee damage, and you've got people doing ranged damage. If people are doing ranged damage and the boss is moving around, the tank is never going to get in range to do any moves that generate threat. So there's no chance at all for me to build any threat off of this guy whatsoever. So he's fighting and fighting and fighting. I hope he dies because he deserves it. And they manage to live, although, you know, several people's bars and health are bouncing up and down like crazy because threat is going all over the place. And he continued to do this with the next group of trash monsters, as it were, and the next boss. And I'm trying to explain to them, am I the tank or am I not the tank? 
This is important because, again, threat is going everywhere, things are uncontrolled. While this guy does mostly have threat on him, he is not 100% keeping it. He's not built for mitigation or survival, so he's taking a lot of damage. So that right there increases the amount of work the healer has to do. If damage is going anywhere else, which it often was, the healer has to change targets and worry about the other target. And it's extremely stressful for both the healers and the other people trying to do DPS. While I tried to kick people in the pants and get them to say yes I'm the tank and get this guy to stop pretending to be the tank and acting like a lone wolf, they just really didn't seem to get it. They didn't seem to speak up. So it kept continuing like that. And as a high damage person spamming a threat generating move, there was no way I could take threat off of him if he starts before me. Now my spec has changed a little bit. I do have more threat generating stuff. So it is possible that if it would have happened now, you know, with my current build, I, I could have maybe held threat. But at the time, there was no way. This guy was spamming threat generating moves. He was running all over the place. I couldn't even get in range of the target most of the time. So I'm like, guys, I, I can't tank with this guy doing what he's doing. Nobody responded. The group just kept going as it was. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to give up and I'm going to stop trying to tank. And I flipped myself into DPS spec and I started doing DPS. But this guy was totally not caring about what anybody else felt, what anybody else thought. He was like, oh, these fights are all easy. Well, they might be easy for him, but they might not be easy for somebody who's new to the group. They might not be easy to somebody who has, you know, lower equipment. This is certainly not easier on the healer with damage going everywhere, all crazy. And most importantly, when people come into a certain game and they expect to fulfill a certain role, that's what they want to do. And while I am pretty awesome, I can be tank, I can be DPS, I can be DPS with support. You know, I'm happy to flip as the group needs. Some people might not be. They come in and play a certain game and they want to fulfill a certain role. And if you take that away from them, if you remove the opportunity for that to happen, they might not have a good time. You know, you go to load up the secret world and fulfill whatever role that is. If Pikachu's magic castle comes up instead, you know, this is going to be like, what the crap, this is not what I was expecting to happen. So just, you know, be respectful to other people in your group. Make sure they are getting the role they want to fulfill and playing in the style they are accustomed to or would prefer. And it's like a lot of the times, even if I don't mention it, I will be polite and respectful to other people. I will always move forward in the dungeon, but only go so far. Because then I'll pause and I'll turn around and I'll wait for everybody to catch up who hasn't caught up or is behind. And it's just, you know, little things like that or pointing out where a lore point might be for, you know, this particular game. They're kind of like achievements. You know, small things like that. Taking the little bit of time to make sure that, you know, the people in the group are having a good time or they know what's coming up or they know what to expect. Or you know, just little tips to make their time a little bit more pleasant are all, you know, very important things that I think people should always keep on their mind. And just, you know, be mindful that how you play the game, how you enjoy the game, might not be how everybody else enjoys the game. Even while being mindful of these kind of things, I still kind of worry about some of the things that even I am doing. I'm always kind of careful to make sure when I'm playing with my friends, you know, I'm trying out this role or this role, you know, how are you guys doing on your roles? What are you guys going to do for your role? And try and make sure that, you know, I'm filling a need for the group, I guess you could say, 
that doesn't overlap with something they're doing. Because, you know, I play a, a lot more than my friends. And I want to be sure that they're always having a good time and they're doing the role that they want to do. Even with equipment, it's like, you know, I'm spending so much time playing. I'm getting the chance to maximize my gear and have, you know, the best options for what I want. And I get, you know, so much gear while I'm playing. I'm always kind of building up extra stuff to offer to my friends. And it's like I'm like, you know, when they come in, I'm like, hey, do you guys want any of this stuff? And I am perfectly fine if they say yes or no. Because it's like, you know, they might want that help. They might be like, oh, yeah, awesome. You know, this will help me play, you know, better and easier. Or they might be, you know, thinking to themselves, no, you know, I don't want that because I want to earn that item. I want to, you know, make the role that wins that item on my own. And, you know, I am perfectly okay either way. I haven't ever really actually talked to them about it. But, you know, either way is fine with me because them having a good time and having fun is the most important thing to me. And, you know, if the reverse was happening, if they played a ton and I didn't get a whole lot of chances to play, I don't know how I would feel. You know, I don't know if I would want somebody basically handing me stuff all the time and saying, here's this, here's this, here's this. You know, I might be like, hey, you know, I want to earn this stuff on my own. So as I said, you know, I am perfectly fine with my friends, you know, doing either. I always have a really good time playing with them, and I'm always, you know, really happy when we get loots that they can use. And I want to be sure that, you know, they are having a good time and doing the roles they want and the quests and dungeons and stuff that they want to do when they are there because they are, you know, playing less than I am playing. I don't know. Maybe it is because I do have so much more time to play than other people. But I just think people might have a better time playing their game if they make sure that, you know, everybody they are playing with is having a good time and doing, you know, what they would like to do in the game. I think that rushing through and being a lone wolf and not doing, you know, what the group expects you to do is not a very good way to play. It might be the most efficient in terms of getting loot or getting through the dungeon. But as I always say, when the game is off, when you've left the game, levels and loot won't matter. The only thing that will matter is the experiences you take with you outside of the game. So for me, you know, the experience of playing, the experience of being with other people is always going to be far more experienced than the loot or the experience rate that you, you know, your character is gaining. And I think people might find they have a better time if they keep that in mind. I'm much too fast to take that test. Yesterday, something sad happened to me. It wasn't, you know, tragically sad or anything, but it was sad nonetheless. I'd been having scroll issues with my mouse for a while. It just decides to randomly scroll down, usually, sometimes up. And yesterday, in addition to all of my scrolling issues, it decided to stop registering the right click on the mouse in my game. It seemed to work fairly okay in Windows, so I wasn't quite sure what was going on. When I moved my inventory, it kind of had a telling tale, though, of double moving. So it seemed like it was registering multiple clicks instead of a click or a click hold. So I went out and I 
basically replaced the mouse with, you know, the same kind of mouse, just a new one. And the new one works just fine. But it's sad because I got the other one just about a year and a month ago. And that's a lot shorter time than I was expecting to keep it. I was hoping to keep it, you know, several years or until I got reestablished in a home and that it would be okay and everything. But I guess being in my backpack, it was somewhere that could have been smushed, and so it probably did get smushed. So now the new one I have in a uh, different spot in my backpack that is undisturbed, as it were. But it's sad because cycles happen in life, and I expect cycles to happen in life. And in many cases, I celebrate cycles. You know, I use them to get upgrades or whatever. But this time, since it was a forced change, and it was a change during a time that I wasn't expecting to need to change... It just seemed very sad and like a reminder of things in my life that are happening and falling apart that I can't control. It's almost like I felt like I was stuck in one of those revolving doors going around in cycles. You know, I can see people on the other side of the doors, but nobody's helping me get out. I just keep going around and around and around and around. But I guess this is just a section to tell people to, you know, expect change and welcome change. Gaming is about cycles. You go through a game that you enjoy, and then you move on to the next one. PC hardware, you know, doubly so, though the cycle is much longer. You know, it takes a few years. But you should be ready for those cycles, and you should be, you know, welcoming to changes. I talk to people far too often who keep hardware much longer than they should keep it. And similarly, I think people get attached to MMOGs or other games they are playing, and they might be you know, sticking around with stuff a bit too long. And in my analyzing of, you know, why I was so sad about it and why, you know, I'm not so welcoming to changes these days, I think maybe part of it is that these changes and cycles are making me feel older. Instead of moving on to, you know, new cycles or different cycles, I'm just repeating the same cycles over and over. So instead of how life, you know, should go where you get, you know, a new cycle or something new happens... I'm finding that, you know, the older cycles are going over and over. And in a way, I think I'm purposely clinging to some of the older cycles and the old memories. And I think that might be part of what makes us old, as it were. So I guess this is just a reminder to me from life, and in turn a reminder from me to you. It'll be welcoming of the cycles and changes, even though you might not be ready for them. You know, try and be accepting as you can of them. And realize that by accepting the cycles and changing with the cycles, you are becoming, you know, a new you. You're not sticking to old cycles for periods of time that are probably longer than they should be. And I think looking back on things, I think clinging to things for too long is probably what makes me feel a bit older than not. So as sad as my cycles and changes may be, whether they are forced or on purpose, I think I will try and be, you know, more accepting of them and try and remember that it helps me to stay a new me that is always changing and growing.
I have been playing a lot of The Secret World lately. And I've been noticing sort of a trend, I guess. There's a lot of people that are running back-to-back dungeons, which isn't all that unusual. But one of the big deals about The Secret World is the lore and the stuff that goes on, you know, sort of behind the scenes, as it were, that tell the story of, you know, why the world is the way it is and what's going on. It seems strange to me that people would go and repeatedly do the dungeons over and over and over and over. You know, maybe it's that they've got nothing else to do. But it seems like they're just using it as sort of a fastest way to get the experience and the points they want. You know, to build the abilities and the the specs that they want to build. But what makes this extra strange to me is that the best part of the game is in its lore and doing the quests and exploring, you know, what is going on in the world. While there is quite a bit of that in the dungeon, once you've done it, you pretty much know what's going on in that dungeon and you don't really need to do it again and again and again. Also, the loot tables are incredibly small. It seems like each boss only has about a half dozen or maybe a dozen items they could drop. And they drop two, sometimes three items every time. So it seems like you run a dungeon four times and you pretty much have everything there is that you need from the dungeon. So I find it very curious that people are running the dungeons over and over and over. Because a lot of the interesting stuff to me is in the story and the quests and what's going on outside of the dungeons. Granted, it may also be because there isn't actually a whole lot to do in the secret world, as I have said many times before. There are some quests, and they're cool, and they're good, but it doesn't really seem like there is, I guess you could say, enough content to just do quests and nothing else. I am waiting for my friends to catch up, as it were, and so I'm doing a lot of the quests as dailies, and I'm just doing them over and over. I have picked up some side quests in a new zone, so I'm peeking at what's going on there. But you know, just because the new zone says we need food and water, can you go get us some, doesn't really tell me anything about the story. And as I said, I am saving the story for when I play with my friends, because that's the most interesting part. As a side note though, I gotta say that that one quest is really crazy. There's basically a teleportation system. And this really confuses me why they would put this quest here. About 50 feet away from the portal exit, as it were. Which also, you know, is an entrance back to pretty much anywhere you want to go. There's this quest that says, you know, we're having a hard time, we need food and water, can you go get us some over in this town over the other direction? You know, fighting through a bunch of bad guys and taking it from them. It's like, this makes no sense. Why don't you just go through the gate, get a bunch of food, and then bring a truckload of food through here without any trouble? I don't understand. So, total side note there. So, it just struck me as something very strange. that You've got this new and different world, you know, set in sort of horror and occult. And there's all this, you know, story and lore going on. But people are doing what they seem to do in every MMOG. And that is, you know, repeatedly grind the dungeons over and over and over just to get loot. And it's like doubly confusing because there's really hardly any loot to get. So it struck me as very odd as to why people would fall into a standard pattern. You know, something they do in every MMOG, as it were. When this is obviously not the same kind of critter. I don't know, maybe it's just because the people I'm observing in the dungeons, you know, are in dungeon. And thus, I don't know what they're doing outside of the dungeon. 
But it seems like each day that passes, the zone that I'm hanging out in is getting more and more empty. And people were really just kind of farming the dungeons, as it were. So that struck me as very odd. I guess there isn't a whole lot to do unless you're doing PvP besides farming the dungeons. But it seems strange because that seems like the prevailing thought of how to play the game. And as I've said, you know, many times, I don't think the game deserves a subscription, especially if all people are doing is grinding the dungeons over and over. There's absolutely no reason to have a subscription for that. That's not fair to the players. It really speaks very poorly when the developers say we think that what we're doing is worth a subscription. I would totally agree with them that the quests and story that they are supposedly adding is worth a subscription. I, I would disagree it's worth 15 bucks a month though, maybe 5 for sure. 15 is probably a bit much. But I don't know, I guess that is just a bunch of random rambling about some thoughts I had while doing dungeons. treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. <laughs> the following be all the rapscallions that donated their booty. We do be thanking Tinzian for his kind words about the Terabad sounding podcast. That's not even a real word. I. So I guess that is it for another Rabbit Soundings podcast. I have been sitting here in my hot car on the last recording session trying to think up other stuff to say, but I can't think of anything else to say. And since, you know, my battery is dwindling down quickly, I figure I should probably just close it out and let it be what it is. I guess I'm doing okay, you know, since last time. My life is what it is, and I'm trying to deal with it as best I can. Trying to manage changes and just adapt as best I can and know, move on with my life, as it were. Things are pretty much the same. Nothing really different. No games coming out anytime soon, I don't think. I think the soonest is about a month and a half, which is pretty cool and exciting. A few things coming in, I think, early October. So that should be awesome. But that's not for, you know, a little while. Hopefully everybody had a good time. And I guess I will see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. And how they, and the reasons why they behind. And that's a lot less than, and that's a lot of shorter time than I, I guess. Where's the ordinary rabbit? You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. 
If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdotcom. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space. And be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.